hair's the rightness. Jesus. <laughs> I've been following your moustache progress on Instagram. It seems to be kicking along pretty well. <laughs> oh, it's gone now. Cut it off. Oh, you had to get rid of all the, the long sides, did you? All right, righto. Yeah, cutting off. No. How's, how's your podcast going? You must be, you, you, you've been doing it for how long now? Just under a year. So it was April last year um, that I started it. And I kind of just started it as a bit of a laugh, but it's actually gained traction like loads recently. So um, yeah, it's doing really well. So, and I've got people asking me if they can come on the show, which is weird because at wow. first I was, beg- I was begging people to come on. <laughs> yeah that's probably where yes. i am now <laughs> yeah no not at all not at all i mean you've got to start somewhere haven't you exactly um, yeah i'm kind of planning to um with each episode when i can get someone from the nationality to talk about um kind of what you know a, a national hero means to them in in their own words right and and i guess starting with england it's a pretty easy one i've moved here from australia so um i know a bit about english culture and i kind of picked um alfred the great as someone who I don't know. I was surprised he wasn't a bit more well-known, first of all. Everyone kind of goes, oh, Henry VIII or something like that. When you think of like, you know, a national hero for England, someone who left their mark on the identity of England, who, who is that Alfred who comes to your mind or is it someone else? I mean, not initially, okay. I must admit. So, so the way that we're kind of taught history is kind of in a linear way. So, so they start way back when, and Alfred the Great is obviously way back when in in history so you're being taught that at like five years old roughly so um as you get older sort of the the you get nearer to the modern period so a lot of Alfred the Great stuff I mean it was taught but we were like five (laughs) when it was taught and it's kind of not um it's not revisited again like you've kind of you do the the Romans of it the the, the Romans, the Vikings, the Saxons, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then by the time you can kind of remember it, you do get like the legacy of like Henry VIII. So you're, 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 you're like a young teen by that point. So everything sort of sticks a bit better. So yeah, um, national hero. I suppose it depends who you're speaking to. A lot of people say Winston Churchill okay. um, as sort of like a modern sort of national figure. Um, I wouldn't say that <laughs> because I'm not of that p- political persuasion. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess these massive characters from the Tudors for me, like the Henry the Apes. Um, yeah, I guess that's where I am with it all. Um, but Alfred, yeah, we don't, we know that Alfred burnt the cakes. That's kind of what we're, what we're told. And that's, that's it really. It's funny you bring that one up, actually, because that was as soon as I started researching him, this story kept coming up. And I was like, why is there this random story about him burning some cakes when he did so much other stuff, right? But mm. that seems to be like a reoccurring theme that I, I kind of put the analogy that it's a bit of a euphemism for his reign, right? He kept screwing things up and screwing things up. But as he went throughout it, he really he just kept trying and trying and eventually, you know, persevered. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean... That, my knowledge on Alfred the Great isn't huge. I mean, anything, if you've listened to sort of my stuff, like anything before the Tudors, I'm not very good at because um, it just hasn't piqued my interest as much. But yeah, like Alfred should definitely be more well-known, mm. I feel. 
Yeah, so you were saying you get taught almost like, I mean, that kind of thing at age, what, five or six, you were saying? That seems so early. I mean, we don't touch on it till, we don't even start history till about 13, 14, I, I, would, I would say. Yeah, so I, re- I distinctly remember, um, so we start school around sort of, well, four or five, depending on when you're born. Mm. Um, and they kind of, yeah, they kind of just kick off from there, basically. Um, I mean, and it's really basic stuff, like, Alfred burnt the cakes. Shall we make some cakes, everyone? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very <laughs> yeah, like, okay, okay. I um, can see how that would work into the child's mind of, you know, learning about history. You get some cakes out of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, and, and then sort of as the years go by, you, you go on to more modern periods until you get up to sort of like World War Two and the Cold War. Mm. And that's kind of where you finish. Mm. So it's... um. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know what it's like now. I mean, schools have massively changed in the UK. A lot of them are privately owned now, mm-hmm. whereas they used to be um, like public schools Okay. when I was growing up. So um, the syllabus was kind of more um, uh, sort of generic. So mm-hmm. I could have been taught something that someone in Manchester was taught. Um, but now it's very different. So I don't know if that's how they still teach it. Um, but yeah. it was definitely um, in the early 90s, well, the whole of the 90s, basically, when I was at school. Mm. Um, that's that's kind of how they did it. So, Yeah, I, I suppose, because that's interesting, because you've got so much to cover as, as England, right? It's such an old nation compared to somewhere like Australia, where we started when, you know, you guys dumped us all there to make a jail <laughs> and then uh, you know from then on it's only um comparatively you know we're so new right there's we we have a lot more time to kind of spend on things that wouldn't even get uh, mentioned in you know british history you know for the eureka stockade for instance right it's australia's kind of i guess you know our yeah. little rebellion against britain that uh, that we get a, a lot of that in our school yeah i mean and i guess that like, history is taught um in a way so it'd be taught um uh, i i take 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 the british and the french for example so there's a lot of uh crossovers between the british and the french mm. but we never hear about the wars that the british lost and i know the french never hear about the wars that the french lost it's kind of um which is ridiculous because actually it gives you a really skewed view of your country and where yeah. you're brought up that, that that's interesting so you it, it kind of favors the ones i mean you kind of think of that something that you know happened a while back um you know when the syllabus was taught in school i guess that um you know we're the best nation and stuff like that but i, I it's it's interesting that still persists you know to this day is that yeah, the same I mean, do you think do, do you think that's the same with the british empire are they painted in a particularly good light in the school system oh absolutely 100 yeah. percent. so even people now um, who don't really know much about history and they kind of got taught it at GCSE level. Like they hark back to how empire was the, the most amazing thing ever and how we civilised sort of nations that needed to be civilised. When actually mm. we just went over, took what we want and rioted. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Yeah, yeah. And abused people. I mean, there was... Um, so I was saying this the other day. So, so America get like a really bad rap for... Um, the slave trade mm. but britain were massively involved in that mm. like hugely just because we didn't have the um plantations and that here like they did in the south of america 
we were we were providing the ships. We were part of that triangle, mm. but we're never told that. We ne- we always oh, it was the Americans, it was mm. the Americans that did that. So it is very skewed um, how the how we're taught um, history, and also I mean, again um, with World War Two, it's always seen as um, the Americans and the British. We 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 came in there, we defended them to the end. Mm. I mean, it was the Soviets that won the war um and they were we were we were mates with them at that time but all of a sudden we're now not mates so it's not it wasn't them it was us that won the war which is it's ridiculous it's not true um yeah i I suppose there's that kind of generational rewriting right because obviously that they've got to they've got to put it in the i mean it's patriotism right it's always useful to have you know that on your side if you're trying to win elections or brexit which i guess is topical as well right so Mm. Definitely. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was going to actually ask about that. So if you were going to kind of describe your podcast as like an elevator pitch, how do you describe? Because I've, I've had a look through, you cover, you know, a wide variety of topics, right? Yeah. So I was never massively um, academic at school. I knew that I loved history. Um, and sometimes I found like when I went to sort of, look things up and, and and speak to people there was almost this snobbery mm. of um of of academics and, and people who would kind of look down on you a little bit because you didn't have the degree in history and you mm. didn't have um a massive bookshelf full of books and stuff but you were still interested so the idea of my podcast I guess is to kind of like have a non sort of stuck up snobby chat about history so people can kind of like everyone can engage because I really believe that it's not just it's not just for the academics like everywhere like this is for me it's really important stuff Mm. and um I just feel like it should be accessible to everyone really so that's kind of why I do what I do because I am just a normal person like I am just Ollie from the south of England you know what I mean like I'm not (laughs) anything massively special Mm. but um yeah, it's just a passion of mine. And do you know what? Like, hey, everyone everyone deserves um, a chance, I guess, don't they? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, completely right. And I think a lot of the times now, like people seem to be doing their kind of, I hate the word, but quote unquote side hustle on the, on the side of what they do for regular work. And I'm seeing a lot more, yeah. you know, the real passion in people's life may not come from their career now. It comes from what they do on the side, whether that's, you know, running an Etsy store online or doing, you know, um, I don't know, a podcast or selling art, you know, something like that. I think that's, uh, it's really important. Like I, so I was a manager of a, of a mental health service and mm. I realized I didn't love it anymore. Like I mm. didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my passion anymore. And it was, it was hard going, like frontline kind of work and stuff. And I was just, do you know what? Like, I've been saying that I was going to 
uh, like write articles or I was going to write a book or I was going to do some sort of radio work or something. And I was just like, what? just do it, just mm. do it. So I actually left my job um, to get a, uh, I kind of went back, it sounds awful, but I went back down to sort of entry level into mm. the field so I could actually not have those worries about managing staff and that. And I could concentrate fully on the podcast and my, yeah my life has changed massively in the last year because of podcasting and the side the sidelines so yeah my career isn't no like number one mm. it's sort of the podcast that's kind of taken over so I think, Which is I think, good. I think that's fantastic, right? And I think especially during coronavirus and lock, how we're all locked down, right? It's really important to have something to kind of pour some passion into, so every day just doesn't feel monotonous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, and you'll you'll know as well from from doing your podcast and stuff. Um, like the community that I've come across. Like obviously, I'm speaking to you now, but like everyone's mm. been so nice mm. and so supportive. Um. I mean, I think it's great. Um, and everyone's sort of willing to help everyone else out as well, I found. So, yeah, it's a nice little nice little sideline we've got going, I think. <laughs> it is, yeah, a, a little bonus, right? It, I, f- I find it so weird that, you know, when people introduce themselves, it's kind of you say your name and your career and stuff, but you, you never really kind of, unless you know, know someone a bit better, you never really get into their interests and what they actually do in their spare time unless, you know, play soccer or football or something like that right yeah it was like it would be great to be able to say hey you know this is what i do in my spare time but it almost feels a bit weird like a like you shouldn't really be going into this much detail it feels a bit i guess awkward bringing that up right yeah yeah definitely and the the amount of people that don't realize that i have this huge passion for history Mm. um because it's kind of been like a not like a secret passion like I'll, i'll quite regularly go to historical places and historical sites and when I'm on holiday I want to climb the walls of a castle and yeah, all this kind of stuff yeah, I can roll but um I yeah a lot of people say to me oh my god like I didn't know that you were really into that and I was like yeah like this is awesome like this is really cool stuff but I guess unless you ask you don't know do you yeah um oh yeah people our age like don't tend to be massively into history mm. um I mean, I remember being a kid and um, going around like a mate's house and he had like an old Victorian fireplace in his bedroom. And like, they were all out like playing football and stuff. And I was just amazed at this like red brick. Like I was really jealous that he had this red brick, like Victorian fireplace yeah, yeah. in his bedroom. And everyone was just like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, that's really weird. Like, <laughs> but still to this day, I love red brick. Honestly, really, I love it. Like, yeah, actually, really that, that is quite interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, nice. I've got this obsession with Victorian red brick buildings. Um, okay. Yeah, and architecture and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, very bizarre. But that's one of my earliest memories, I guess, of sort of being involved in history in some form. I think I can kind of relate because as you know, Australia is so new. When I come over, when I came over here and um, my girlfriend and I went out to, um, uh, she's from near Bristol, every old ruin, I was like, now nah, we're stopping here. We're seeing this, you know, seeing this. It's just like, <laughs> you almost get spoiled for it over here, right? It's just one more old castle. It's like, now nah, we got to see this. Got to have a look. Got to know the history. Check the Wikipedia yeah. page, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially, I mean, you could be driving on a motorway and then you'll just see like a, like a thousand year ruin like sitting next to the motorway yeah. and it'd just be like yeah i mean 
I mean, I would stop as well. Yeah. <laughs> but then oh, I'm, that's I'm comforting, I'm, man. I'll send you a yeah. picture next time. <laughs> I'm, um, yeah, no, do, do. did a course about um uh convicts in australia on oh, yeah. future learn and um it's the university of perth i believe um it was really interesting actually um but british people are just horrible this is what i've discovered um <laughs> just in general just yeah they just you've just um i don't know you've stolen a loaf of bread to feed your family and then like off to australia with you yeah, gone. It, it was then, it was get hung or yeah. go to Australia usually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, who's getting the last laugh now? Because you've got the climate, and we're sort of drowning in floods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a so, different climate. Yeah, no. So there was this library of um, like photos and stuff from 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 convicts, and oh yeah, I mean they were they were brilliant. Like you could see that they'd just been thrown in this chair and they're just like photo next. Like, like yeah, they some look people like, like looked shocked. I, I know the exact <laughs> ones you mean. I mean, the poor guy's probably never bloody seen a camera before, to be honest. <laughs> no, oh, people are horrible, aren't they? But, like, mm. That's what I learned in history. Like people are just mean. That That's always been the issue with, as you start going through people's stories, you're like, Oh, that's a, that's a bit of a dick move. Oh, that's a bit of a dick move. And I'm like, the name seems to kind of, I, I start to kind of second guess, should I really call it this? Because there's some really horrible people, but they did some things that they're remembered for as heroes, you know? It's not black yeah. and white, I guess, right? And I think that's that's uh, that's human nature, though, isn't mm. it? So you've got, um, you can have some uh, really amazing people that do amazing things, but I don't know, they might have a really negative side to them. Mm. So, um I mean, take Charles Dickens, for example, like he is like a national hero of the British, Mm. but he used to, he was horrible to his wife, like absolutely awful to her. Like he would, um, he banned his children from seeing them when they split up. Um, He took all of her money, like horrible, horrible Mm. piece of work, but wrote some amazing stories. If if you had to recommend someone one of your episodes that I guess you enjoyed posting most, what what do you think it would be? So I really enjoyed doing the Lady Jane Grey the one, the nine day queen. Um, I also enjoyed the 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 Stuarts, the two parter. No, the Lady Jane Grey one. I think that's one I haven't got to. I know is that the one you do? That that's a crossover with someone as well, isn't it? Yeah, so that's with Chris Riley. Um, okay. So me and Chris have kind of paired up. It kind of happened by accident. Um, so he runs the historycorner.org, um, okay. which is an article-based like website. Yeah, and we kind of just hit it off, and it kind of it kind of just works because he knows stuff that I don't know, and I know stuff that he doesn't know. So, um, yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of just works. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where I am, I guess, with it yeah. all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know London really well because obviously being brought up around here. So yeah, if you ever want a tour guide, I can do that. No bother. At some point when we're allowed. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I really, pre- once again, certainly appreciate um, chatting with you. We-, we should do this again sometime if we've got any topics that kind of cross over as well. That'd be great. Thanks All for right. Cheers, Elliot. Have a good day. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, See you too. Bye. Bye. A huge thank you to the show's Patreon supporters, 
Claudia, Tom, Malcolm, and Roll. A lot of people don't realize this, but this is a one-man show, so there's a big chunk of time that goes into research, writing, editing, and all that. I love sharing these stories, and it means a lot knowing you guys are enjoying them. Your contributions help me keep the lights on, sound libraries, web hosting, books, and all that. If you're not a patron already, we've got some really cool rewards, like having the option to read out some of the quotes we use in our episodes. If you want to go have a look, tap the link in our bio.